What's up, everyone? You're listening to another episode of What a Trip. This is a Geo. I got the boy Junior on. What's your full What's name, bro? Uh, Saul Garcia. Saul Garcia. And then yeah. I got Alexis on the ones and twos today. What's up? What's up? So fucking, I honestly just wanted to kick it off. Last night, I was watching this thing with uh, Joe Rogan and David Blaine. He pretty much oh, had him on his that. podcast. And he like, um, he stuck like an ice pick through his arm at one point. Uh-huh. And like, <laughs> you could tell on Joe Rogan's face, he was kind of like, like, what the fuck, bro? Like, this is not really a magic trick. Like, this is just you being able to <laughs> take this shit, you know? And like, being able to withstand like the pain from it. Because like, David Blaine, I guess like before, I, I always used to think that David Blaine was like simply just like a magician, you know? Like, he would just do magic tricks and like stuff that was like more illusions. But I didn't know that he would kind of like really really test himself to like yeah. prove how far the human body would go you know what i mean and like just with that like the whole ice pick thing like he's all laughing as they're like sticking it through and you can like see the hole bro i just started thinking about it right now i don't know why just randomly because i watched it literally last night it was it was insane it was well just, i mean because i remember that one time he was in the he was underwater for like what 24 hours yes. yeah he's done a yeah, lot yeah, of stuff yeah. Like, I, I think I'm actually the opposite. Like, I've always thought he wasn't a magician just because you always see him do, like, weird shit like that underwater stuff. Oh, okay. Uh, so I knew him like, as a magician first, too. Yeah. 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 He came out just Like, I've always heard him as magic. a magician, but when I would watch him, I'm like, he's not even, like, doing magic, like, traditional magic, I guess. He's always doing, like, extreme versions of it, like, I, th- I think when you, stuff. Yeah, when yeah. you caught him along, probably, you probably caught him around the time that he stopped doing all the street yeah. magic shit and he jumped into doing yeah. all the big stunts. Like, he's going to do this big stunt, I guess, like, yeah, I think Coming up I soon. saw that uh, at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the way, he's, yeah, he's an athlete, Ascension. basically. Yeah, exactly, exactly. He's an athlete. Uh, it's a different type of athlete. And I never really thought about, like, um, just any kind of, like, magician or people that do, like, magic tricks really testing themselves or putting their bodies, like, really past the line. And he fucking put this video of this guy that got, like, a knife, pretty much like a thin-ass knife jammed through his body, like, completely all the way through, like, pierced him. But, like, it didn't leave, like, any blood or any traces when he, like, took it out. It wasn't David Blaine that did this, but it was, like, an old guy that, like, used to do this as a magic trick. I wish I had my phone, to be honest. I would show you, but it's fucking insane, dude. It looks really crazy because this guy is just, like, walking around with the fucking knife through his stomach. Let me fucking, bro, can you pull this up for me? It feels like almost in a way it's kind of like what they're doing in, like, the jackass days where they're just yeah. hurting themselves for like people entertainment but, but it's, like, it's like more it's really professional yeah, yeah. It's, more professional. <laughs> yeah. it's more like look what, look what anyone can do if you try to dedicate yourself to this yeah jackets is more like for fun shits and giggles and that's fine it's so fun how you been bro how you been with been all this covid <sighs> shit going on i don't know i think uh i barely went through that i broke down because of the quarantine uh, yeah i think it just barely happened in the last month Cause for a while I was like, yeah, it's fine. Like it's just for me, it was normal. I don't usually go out, so I was uh, stuck at home all the time anyway. So yeah. I think barely I just got tired of <laughs> all the noise out there. Everyone's noise, like everyone's just screaming. Yeah, that's the problem. No, it's yeah. like a lot of noise, like you say, yeah. just but, from everyone. Yeah. And, and then whenever, cause you, we all talk about it now. It's hard not to talk about because it's now part of everyone's life in one way or another. Mm-hmm. Even if you're not political or you don't care about the COVID thing. It's touched your life now. For sure. Without a doubt. And what I, I've talked with everyone because it just comes up naturally. And I'll tell them, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about politics. Please don't. <laughs> yeah. But then we go, in, we go into it. And what I can say that's the common thread with everyone, everyone's tired. Everyone I know, uh, Democrat, Republican, religious, non-religious, yeah. they just want to live their life. Like, they don't care about anything, but everyone's tired. No, yeah, that's a very so common. That's like we're all in the same, in the same boat. So why are we yelling at each other? 
It's just like we're on the same boat, but we're just standing on different sides of the boat saying our side is better. Pretty yeah, much. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we're on the same fucking boat. Yeah. We're just going to destroy for everyone because we just don't want to say we're in the same boat. People don't want to agree that we're just going to the same direction, which is we're fucking each other up. Yeah, honestly. Um, what, do you feel like you want to like stay away from the noise and not even like commit to it or even be a part of any of the noise? Or do you want to just more like uh, like say your piece and kind of like calm the situation, be a mediator? Or do you want to yeah, just be so a, that's, get the fuck out of here? Kind of that's deal? where I'm at now. And I've, I thought I didn't want to be a part of it. I thought I would just live my own life. But I realized I can't even live my own life without affecting people. Yeah. I thought about the fact that let's just let's say I decide to just not do anything and I stay in bed. I want to die. Stay in bed. I'm going to drag people into my situation. Yeah. My family's going to get involved because why aren't you talking to me? We haven't heard from you in days. Where are you? People are people in the apartment are going to be like, this guy hasn't come out for days. Yeah. I mean, at some it point, like poop in there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> without if you even if, if you don't want to live with this life, you are a part of it. And if you take yourself out. You're going to take people with you. Yeah. And, and you leave marks with you, too. Yeah. I mean, it's not just you that yeah. has to take care of yourself. Your parents have to take care of your body and see what you, what they have to do with that meat vessel that you were carrying with you. Dude, you know like I mean? my dad just told me, get life insurance. And I, like, I told him, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to donate to science because <laughs> I bury myself in the ground or you guys put me in a hole. Nothing comes from it. Yeah. If I take it to science, at least there's a chance that maybe they make a discovery that benefits everyone else. I was seeing this uh, comedian I follow, and he was telling, talking about how his mom is doing the same thing. Like, she's going to donate her body to, like, some school, like, just to, like, so that they could do research further on her body. And he's like, something about that, man. Like, something about people just fucking around with my mom when she's dead. Like, just don't sit right with me. Like, that's going to be fucking my, around, you know? That's what my dad said. And I'm yeah. thinking, but that's you. That's what you feel. Yeah. That's your mind. I want to do this for my body. It's my body, right? Mm-hmm. And not only that, but I told him, I was like, at one point, no one's going to visit my grave anymore. <laughs> like, you're, if I die first, my mom and dad, they're going to visit me. Yeah, my sisters will visit me, my nephew, my niece. At some point, though, people are going to forget about me because I'm no longer in their lives. Yeah. So their kids' kids, they're never not going to visit me. They're going to know of me, but they're, gonna, they're not going to go to my grave. Yeah, that's true. So that's then why put so much effort into being buried? Like, why care about that Maybe so much? Maybe it's like a... Like their last time, they'll they'll be able to spend time with you. I guess, like you know, more of a closure for the people that are still alive. Yeah, and I, I I get that. I get that. I think uh, it's just a very traditional way of like uh, making closure. You know, like you get to see the actual body and lay it to rest, rather than knowing it's somewhere else, like in a different place. But I get what you mean too, because I've also seen people like celebrate when they just do like a like they a burn your ashes or yeah, or it's like, like a, yeah. a celebration. They, you party do your urn or yeah, even just that. Um, I had a. Not to like bring personal business or even just people that I know's business up, but uh, someone I knew had their son pass away or whatever, right? And I guess right now, because of COVID and everything, they couldn't even have like a full funeral. So they uh, just ended up having like a celebration at their house and like celebrating his life and stuff. And I was like, that's that's cool, you know, but like that's that's a tough thing because even yeah. people that, like you said, they don't want to be involved in COVID, they kind of have to yeah. like some way or yeah. another because like uh, this shit right now. Yeah, it's fucking I th- on the grave thing too, because we're on it. Um, how much of that visiting the grave isn't really bad for you or, or is bad for you because when you think about it you go to the grave you're going to think about when they died when they were in the coffin yeah. you're going to think about the the end part the bad part well i guess that all depends on the person you know sometimes they'll come in like and just remember all the 
good times or even have like i've seen people have picnics and stuff you know oh, like, yeah no those people are the ones who unpack their emotions and they separate what happened with what is going on now how many of us don't do that and we go to the grave and we, try to think of, we think of the cancer though or we think of the actual death it's never nice yeah yeah I get it's never nice and then we let that memory come first instead of the life we spent with them we carry it here at all times yeah so why do you need the grave that usually reminds you of the end part first and brings that pain, that trauma. It's hard to then remember the fact that they were people, they were happy once. You had all these moments outside of this graveyard. I mean, you carry them with them, with them in your heart. How many of us don't unpack those emotions and when we go to the grave, we just relive the trauma and it pulls us back. We don't go forward. That's true. At the same time, bro, like I was thinking how much you think it would affect people to actually not see that at all and like be disconnected completely from seeing like a dead body and seeing people put to rest you know because like at the same time i kind of feel that it gives you like a sense of mortality yeah you yeah. know what i mean like right, mortality because right. it makes you be like whoa like this person was alive and i seen them like doing all their things like being happy being sad you know and now i see them being kind of just there like their yeah. their soul's gone you know so it kind of makes you just like sober up and be like wow like this life that we have right now is kind of very valuable and like what the fuck we're doing right now like even though it doesn't mean like what you're doing could be so small and even though it doesn't mean shit to like the rest of the world like it means stuff in your world you know like yeah, it matters very yeah. importantly right here yeah and that's true so it's valid like if you want to bury someone that's a valid thing you also take into consideration though that person's feelings about what they wanted because I, I know my mom and dad or I, I haven't talked to my mom too much about it but I already I know her my dad said I'm not okay with doing your, your body to science but, but I'm telling you, but dad, those are my wishes. I told my sisters already. Those are my wishes. Are you guys going to go against what I want for myself? Because what you guys want in a selfish way? Uh, yeah, it's tied to love. Yeah. It's it's coming from a loving place. I get it. But you're mixing that with now selfish needs. You're putting yourself now before everyone else. You're putting yourself before me. And I'm telling you as, as a person, this is what I want. So why, why are we stepping on each other? And then we can start going into everywhere with that concept. The fact that yeah, I want to do this for you. I want this for you because I love you, even though it's also coming from a selfish place. And maybe that selfishness is maybe just pushing you away at the same time. I yeah. Mean, at the same time, it's like they're what they value, too, is like they they I think they're like trying to protect the things that they value and they yeah. value you so much and like. I guess it's different too because your parents seen you like they seen you born. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like they seen no, you yeah. concepted and stuff. So like, I guess like it'd be very troubling to kind of even have your like the idea of like you you not being able to really. I feel like your parents may be worried more about like the morning, right? Like the more being able to mourn you properly yeah, because yeah. they won't be able to like see you put to rest. Like right, like you said, they kind of just take your mm -hmm. body and like they'll ship it to somewhere to get work done, and like it's gonna probably help just human nature in general so like that's fucking dope as fuck yeah. but at the same time i get where your parents are coming from cause, like it's tr that's a new thing right like this whole donating your body to science yeah. thing it it's a recent thing I'm, I'm sure it's not like the newest thing but like it's, uh, it's only, a very it's new concept yeah. you know yeah, like a lot of people morally are, are okay with that still like it's people like, aren't what? even okay with fucking abortions and stuff and like uh, you know what i mean like even though abortion is uh, that's a completely different subject but still that one my opinion will always be i'm not a woman I can't yeah. have the kid. All I do is give the seed, which, let's be honest, is the fun part. It's the easy part. <laughs> it's the easy part. It might be anywhere from 
two minutes to an hour. The point is super easy and I get to enjoy all of it. Mm -hmm. I don't carry that with me for nine months. So I just support their choice. Yeah, because at the end of the day, we it's That's not our it. fucking body. Yeah. I hate when I see like religious yeah. people or guys just like it's usually guys. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, shut the fuck up. Like you're not even involved in this. Like you have no you're having you have fun. no take. Yeah. Your, your part in this is the fun part. And my problem too is like how like, bro, people should have that choice just because how many kids are in like the foster home system that have oh, been God, abused yeah. and mistreated yeah. like over and over. And like this comedian made a really funny joke about it saying how like why create a new player when there's fr like plenty of good free agents in the draft. Yeah. And it was a stupid joke, but it's like it's cool because it's like that's true. There's a ton of kids out there that are really good that just have no they have nobody. You know what I mean? They get put onto these places because people that aren't ready to have kids are either in a like state that they have to have a kid or they can't find the resources to like get rid of it. You know what I mean? And like that's fucked up. Like I've seen some shit too about like people that had like that they're rape victims and they can't yeah. even get rid of that shit because the same reason. Like somewhere that's like um very religious. I don't know. I I honestly hate when religion gets involved with just the state and like people's rights because morally, like people that are religious think they're just more on a moral high ground than other yeah. people. You know what I mean? Like they just sit above people and like I can't I kind of can't stand that. I get it because at the same time it's like religion does help you a lot um create like good values for yourself and like and be i just good, you know i've been posting about how the bible is very true on some stuff and i'm mm. talking about I, I all i've read is book of john which is the book of jesus christ and book of revelations because of heavy metal and the apocalypse and heavy metal go go together it's fucking awesome wait, book how, wait, how, how how book of revelation just the imagery the fact that it's the end of the world oh, okay good versus evil and heavy metal you see those no, you see those old covers a lot of them are inspired by the book of revelation iron maiden like for sure metallica yeah that was the first thing that came ahead just yeah, iron, iron maiden is probably the biggest one i mean they have one called what they talk about book of the beast whatever i forgot Mark of the beast or something like that yeah, something uh but something to do with Re book of revelation so that one i got into it i read book of john when i read book of john jesus christ just comes off as someone who wants you to love everyone that was it <laughs> he didn't even say he didn't call it he didn't call it christianity he called it just this is the way I am life. This is how you, this is being one with life. That's it. That's all he said. He protected Mary Magdalene, who in the book says she was a prostitute. Whore. He protected her. Yeah, a whore. I mean, <laughs> they're a little more explicit in there. Yeah. A he protected her. And he told, what did he tell everyone? The one that everyone tends to forget, apparently. The ones who are religious, who are, or, or, or they're not religious. They forget this one. He without sin cast a first stone, which means we're not, everyone's fucking up in life. So why am I supposed to hate you for it? Why am I supposed to call you on, on your bullshit when I have my own bullshit? Yeah. And we all forget that one. Yeah. And, what, and that was coming from Christianity, from the Bible. I can't deny that's not true. It's true. We all accuse each other of shit, even though we have a part of the shit. We, we're part of it. We live in the same world. We're doing just as much to harm as we are, as we are trying to love everyone else. How many times do we love someone and we hurt them at the same time? Because we love them. Because we think we're trying to help you because we love you, so do it my way, but we're just hurting them. Yeah, yeah, because you're fitting them into, like, whatever you think is right. Yeah, like, which is coming from you, not yeah. from them. It's strictly coming from you. You don't have my eyes. You don't have my brain. So if I'm accusing you of stuff, it's coming from me. Whether or not you did something to set me off, there, it's a two-way street. We all have parts in the blame. No one's ever 100% guilty, 100% not guilty. Mm-hmm. 
So if I judge you, I'm, it's because it's what I think. It's because it's coming from me. It's I'm judging myself basically. Yeah, no, I get I get what yeah. you mean too. A lot of people too is like, you kind of put your standards onto the world. I mean, I I feel like everybody does this. Honestly, yeah, you know, yeah. just because like the way you kind of like uh, judge things off if that's good or if that's bad is just based off like like how we always say like whatever your your life was growing up, what morals you gained or like what like boundaries you set for yourself growing up and now you see like other people maybe go past that boundary and you're like that's fucking wrong you know or like you see them like stay within it and you're like oh you know they're they're following a good life and like just because their life is uh bad to you or their life is good to you doesn't mean it's like bad to them or good to them you know what i mean like it could be completely different like i feel like even the people that have like the craziest life and do the craziest things sometimes can be like the greatest people in the world you know or like have like really good morals still it's just they don't live by a certain set of rules or set of like guidelines and stuff like that. So let's go back to Christ. Cause you brought that up in that cell. He forgave the rapist and the murderer, right? They all went to heaven together because he forgave them. What did he do? He loved them. He did the one thing no one else in that situation was doing to them, which is I do love you regardless of what you did. And what that do, it changed them because holy shit, everyone else hates me for what I did. This person, this stranger, loved me without even knowing me. And he knows what I did. He still mm. loved me. That's what changes us, right? And on Instagram, I follow a lot of different people. I have like 200 followers and like I follow a thousand people. <laughs> I don't see everyone, but the point is I just follow. I follow. I, I want to just, be, I want my feed to just give me a bunch of stuff. The ones who I get attracted to, who I want to follow and emulate and become like, are the ones who are just loving everyone. And they love themselves first. They're doing stuff because they love themselves. It makes them happy. And therefore, I see that happiness, that passion. I ask myself, what are, what are they doing that I'm not doing? And the common thread is they love themselves and they're trying to love everyone. Whether or not, I don't know them as people. They might be fucking up behind closed doors, but mm-hmm. I'm going to fuck up too. We all fuck up. Yeah, regardless. That's why it's. I can't start looking at people and be like, well... They are cool. I do believe in what they're doing, but they made this little fuck up that I know about. I can't trust the rest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I fuck up all the time. Like, and I say dumb shit, and I'm going to say dumb shit in the future so, and do dumb things. So. And if we do that, we all do it. I can't trust you because of this mistake. Then why are you trusting yourself? You've made many mistakes, too. And you still time, trust yourself. Yeah, I was going to say, a lot of times we uh, judge people off their um, the action, not their intention. And we judge yeah. ourselves based yeah. on our intention and not our action. And like, it's like, it happens all the time, like with other people, you know, and like, you, it's very easy for you to be like, oh, I don't like this person no more because that one time they did this to me. But you don't know at the time that they did that to you is because they were going through a bunch yeah, of their own yeah. shit. You know what I mean? So yeah. it like kind of sets that tone for your relationship with someone and you don't get the full picture. And like, that's why communication is a big ass yeah, thing too. Yeah. And how many times do people think, oh my God, you want to be a hippie? communication you want to love everyone <laughs> yeah or you always want to talk about your feelings mm-hmm. or you're a hippie we've turned hippies into these horrible things that no one wants to be even though they they have the basic going going like they do want to love each other they do want to understand each other they're far more loving people than i've ever been and yeah. the and society paints them as something you shouldn't be that way you should go into business you should yeah. be more about money about success and lately, that means dominate everyone around you so you yeah. get your way. Especially in the U.S., it feels like there's much more like monopolies, monopolizations in the U.S. of just trying to control everything in your in your market, mm-hmm. pretty much. Like yeah. once you get there, you got to be in charge of all of it. And like that's the only way you can make your real money. 
That's true. Even I went the way to, up to um, top. I went to Toyota yesterday because I got some transmission fluid. So I went with my dad. They were telling us, "Oh, it's um, you need special equipment to do it. You have to come here. Otherwise, you might fuck up." Uh, we went on YouTube, and anyone can do it. It's just There's, easy. To it's hit. the same thing as any car because I have a hybrid, I have a Prius. So they're saying, "Oh, it's a special process. You need special tools. We wear gloves. Like it's they did it for the brakes too." My dad changed the brakes. It's like any other car. He did the transmission. It's like any other car. And they were trying to get you to be like, oh, no, it's only our way. That's Toyota. That's one business. How many businesses out there do that? You can't repair it on your own. You're too dumb. (laughs) Come to us and pay this huge fucking premium for something that you can do. And if you want to pay it for, I mean, that's fine. If I had the money, I would go to Toyota because my dad's also busy. It's fine. But at the same time, I don't have to. And now that I saw the video, I could do it myself. I could do it myself. I just need a pump, something to drain it and not spill everywhere, and that's it. Yeah. It sucks for the people that do go, though, like, because they have no other choice or they don't know anyone that yeah. could tell them that, you know, you could do this yourself or, like, even, like, with the smallest car knowledge, like, you can probably figure it out yourself, too, you know? Yeah, honestly, but even if, like, me, personally, I haven't grown up, like, with anyone ever telling me, hey, let's fix this or let's do this real quick on the car because my dad, he's not a car guy. Like, he just doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't really know too much. I mean, he knows, like, the basics and what he needs to get done. I'm sure he knows way more than I know that he knows, you know what I mean? But, like, he hasn't ever shown me and guided me to, t- like, do anything. So I've never had that guidance in my life or just even the, in- the like, leaning to want to learn how to do that. So, like, when I hear stuff like that, that they tell you that, like, it's very easy for someone like me to be bamboozled and be like, oh, yeah. well, I have to pay all this extra money because I don't fucking know how to do this shit by myself. You know what I mean? Like, I... I have to do this. And like so many people are like kind of put into that position where they're kind of like yeah. uh, vulnerable and they're being taken advantage of at the same time by a company that like you kind of committed yourself to and being into. I had a question for you, bro. Like with everything going on right now, I know you said that you like dealt with like a breakdown or whatever, right? Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Actually, I was going to, we're going to go in there. I, yeah, I was going to say, I don't want to like dive too deep into it, but I, I um, oh, no, we could dive as deep as you want. I don't all right, mind. All right, um, sick. So, because you're saying about, or you're saying how your dad didn't know how to do mechanics, mine yeah. did. So, in one way, your dad had limited knowledge. He couldn't pass it to you, right? Yes, yes. So, let's talk about parents because they raise, as a, I believe most of the parents out there raise you as best as they can. Yes, I agree but, completely. Yeah, so, and there are some out there who hate you. I can't disagree with that. They exist. So, we're, we're going to talk about that. For our parents who raised us, they all made mistakes. Which means that it was their minds are like a box. Depending on what they know, the box has a roof and then there's a floor. The bare minimum and as high as it can go. They can only give you so much, right? Mm-hmm. How many times, how, how, how have we as children, as sons and daughters, have we boxed them in there because we, keep, we call them mom and dad? And we just force them to be mom and dad. There are people outside of being mom and dad. So in, in one way, we've kind of helped our parents stagnate a bit and not grow as people. We kept the ceiling at a certain point. They never grew because they had to raise us. They had to work. Mm-hmm. They, don't, they don't have enough time to also do their stuff, but they do have time to do their stuff. But how, how, much, how often do we as children say, but I want to do this. I want to do that. What do you mean you want to watch this movie? I don't want to watch that movie. Yeah, bro. I... Um... And, no, continue, continue. Oh, continue. Yeah, yeah, I guess because I, I do want to get into that area of like the what I went through. Yeah. So then, so I, I I've said that already out, out loud. Like I was um abused by my grandfather, sexually abused, 
he touched me, he molested me, how, whatever word you want to use, be my guest, mix and match. He did that to me. And when I went, I, I figured this out last year. The memory was always in my head. It was always in there when I was growing up. It's just that it just seemed like, like a black and white picture. Yeah. And I was like, um, I was like, I don't think that, I don't think that's mine. For the longest time, I would just, I would, it would come into my head. I can remember being in, in the Montclair house where it happened. And I had the image there. I was like 12, 13, through high school when I was in Fontana. It would come up. I would think about it. But I would just kind of like nudge it away. I was like, that's, I must, I made it up somehow. So then uh, 2018, um, we were in Sacramento. And I remember reading, I think, uh, I think Joe Rogan on his podcast, he said that a runner said like, if you can get, if you can run without music, you get into a meditative state. Mm -hmm. If you could just run without anything, it's just you and the run. You can reach a state that you get in meditation. And I was like, huh, let's do this. Let's go on the long run. Let's just figure out why I can't remember from being a kid. It was mostly because my cousins were my brothers. They would talk about memories that they have with me in it. And I, was, and I don't remember any of it. Mm. So I was like, hey, like, I, I have it in here. Like my, my, young, my younger brother, I call him my younger brother, but he's my cousin. He told me like, it's in here. It's your life. Like it's, you have the answers in there. And I was like, yeah, he's right. So let's go on this run. <laughs> At the end of the run, that picture came up again. And suddenly the color came in and I was like, holy shit. I was like, that happened. It wasn't a dream. How can I make this up? How can I make that up as a child and be like, oh yeah, I just made it up. No, it happened because I saw it. And if I saw it, I was a part of it, which means yes, he did it to me. And then from there, being in Sacramento, I guess I was so far away from home that it didn't hit me yet. It was easy to accept. Wow, that's part of my life. It's like a book. I went back to that chapter. I was like, oh shit, I forgot I forgot this happened. It didn't really hit me. And as I came back home, as I got closer to home, then it became real. I was like, holy shit, this happened. Which then means, where were my parents? Where were they in this? So it said, I, I went off. Like by the time I got back, it was like, what, July, uh, January 1st? Like, that was it. I was breaking down. Like, I was crying. I called my sister. I told her what happened. I cried. Um, two days later, I went. I met up with my brothers because they came back down. I broke down. They saw me in a way they've never seen me before. I was a wreck. And so it happened. My parents, my mom, my dad, where were you? So I talked to my mom. To a certain extent, she was in denial at the time. But yeah. it was an open secret in my family. And I guess everyone knew. And for a while, I was like, so it's everyone's fucking fault that this happened to me. So uh, yeah. Sorry to cut you off, but I have some questions. Is it cool if I ask? Um, yeah, yeah. So, like, your siblings, um, so you're saying in a way, like, you're, you're, they kind of knew about what had happened, but they just, like, never really associated about it? Like, they kind of just put it under a blanket, put it away somewhere? I guess uh, I'm going to be diplomatic because I don't want to be sharing stuff about other people, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it was an open secret. So that means my grandfather, I have a big family. There's, I have one aunt and, like, six uncles. If I can, if I say it was an open secret, then obviously he did it around the family, and it, it might have so, been like so. People knew, but but so um, what I'm getting at is that I did blame them because I guess technical blame does exist, right? Technically, they let him in. Technically, it's their fault. It took me a while to realize, but but my mom was working because she was an immigrant. She came from Mexico. She had to work, which means. She was going to be away from the house, which means it was always going to happen. Probably my dad had to work. 
they were working together. There was no way they could defend us because they have to work. Mm-hmm. We live in a world where, unfortunately, no matter how much you love your children, you got to work and you can't take them with you. So then at that point, I was like, so I can't really blame them because if they hadn't been working, I would be messed up in different ways. And then I, 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 did, I saw the therapist at school because I, I can't pay for one. So I, I saw her at school. And then we talked. And eventually she was like, you know what? You have more trauma with your father than, than your grandfather. And I was like, oh, when she, said that, when she said that, I was like, yeah, I do. I was like, but that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> I was like, can we focus on the, the, my grandfather? But, but I was like, but you're right. I do have more trauma with my father. I normalized it, though. Which then helped me realize, like, the thing with my grandfather, it happened. It didn't change anything about who I was. Because I questioned a lot about who I was afterwards. It happened, so because of that, I was I, I, I became more locked up in my mind. How much did I do in my life because of what happened? Without even, be, without even knowing it, with the music I got into, the artwork I like, the books I like. In a way, they're almost all about trauma, about that kind of trauma. And I'm thinking... Did my grandfather put me down this path? I'm bisexual. Did he make me bisexual? I I mean, I started to question everything in my life. That's why I had a, men, a mental breakdown. Mm. I mean, I remember going to the gym 24 hours in, in Slover and just thinking I can't even step out of my car because they all know. They all fucking know what happened to me. I couldn't go in. I've never been someone to get frozen like that with fear and I can't go in there. Never happened before. I understand panic attacks now. I understand anxiety now because shit like there would be times when i was in class and you know in, in movies when they get into a memory in the movie and suddenly they're in the memory and reality goes away it does feel like that mm-hmm. granted nothing shifts i see everyone for who they are and where i'm at but i feel i just i remember being in class one time and it's like my brain just slid into it and before i knew it the walls of the room looked bigger the noise was louder and I was somehow back in that memory, feeling the emotions, and I was panicking. I went to the bathroom. I called my brother. I was like, hey, I was crying. I was like, I need you to guide me through this. He, he was just listening. He just let me vent. And I guess before I get too racked up, racked up, wrapped up in the, in the rant, technical blame exists, and it was my parents' fault in a way, but they were also just trying to raise me. So also, it wasn't their fault. And then I thought about my grandfather, too. I was like, holy shit, this man, he's a person, too. I did this a mo- like a month into last year when it happened. I thought about him being abused as a child. Where, who failed with him? His parents failed with him. His social circle failed with him. I was humanizing him. In the moment, though, my brain like automatically like, no. He's a monster. Shut the fuck up. He died. He got what he deserved. Do not humanize him. That was a month in. And recently this year, I keep going back to that. I was like, but, but if I don't humanize him, I'm going to hate him. And if I hate him, I'm never going to get over it. Yeah, I'm going to let that hate guide me through life. And I might pass that hate on to someone else in some way, shape, or form by how I talk, how I act, how I treat people. Therefore, I have to love him because he does deserve He didn't get the love he deserved. <laughs> he deserved it. His parents, someone didn't love him enough. And how, how, how do we fuck up? We fuck up by not loving these people. We allow this shit to happen because we don't love them. And um, what was I talking about, about parents and parents and their limited capacity and what they know. Sometimes they don't know any better. Back then, if that happened, if you knew that your kid was doing that back then. And this was the era of hardcore, more religious beliefs, hardcore, be 
part of the group. If you're not like us, get out of the group. We can have you here. In the U.S., the, the golden age of America, those posters are, that you see of those sub- suburbs that all look the same. Supposedly, it was a great place, right? Yeah. Supposedly, that's the golden age. We call it the golden age of America. It was happening here, too. And there's stories of back then in those communities, those suburbs that everyone, all the houses looked alike. If it happened in that house and you spoke about it, the community would take you out. You would become the, the loner. You would become the, the outsider. All because you're asking for help. The golden age didn't exist in America. It never existed anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's been going on everywhere. And not just sexual abuse, but like abuse of all kinds. Yeah, for sure. And in some ways, our parents abuse us, right? Because they don't know any better. It, they, don't, they don't keep learning. Yeah. Okay, now I'm for sure in a rant. No, 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 bro. Well, like yeah, if, yeah. if a parent, like your parents, grow up like getting hit by our grandparents, or you know, like getting more they normalize punishment. It. Yeah, they normalize it, bring it on to your their own kids. So like when they f- when they see their kids fuck up, like oh, I got to hit them now because that's what mm-hmm. happened to me when I was younger. Yeah, but no, I feel and like that's for that's sure. True, that's, bro. Yeah. I, I, oh, go, could, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I talked to Ray for a while. No, <laughs> so, I just feel like that's tr- very true, bro. Because like whenever I look at my parents or like even other people's parents, I'm like. Like, what did your parents go through, you know? Like, why, like, your parents act like that? They act fuck up with you? Because I think that they're still dealing with childhood trauma yeah. that they just never fixed, you know? And, like, you live with that guilt and you, you, you're not able to love yourself because you feel guilty or you feel bad about the situation. Or yeah. you even blame yourself for the situation. Like, like you maybe even, like, why couldn't I have done something when I was little? Like, said something yeah. when I was little or done something. And even if you did do something, like, you're not certified that people will act in a way that you wanted you know to like Mm. verify your feelings and stuff and like at a time like that where like back then if like assault happened or something like that with your kids like a lot of families like especially mexican families it's fucked up to say but they kind of would just like pass around the adult that fucks up you know like yeah like oh well he fucked up here let's get him to another fan like get him out of here you know like same thing as like religious people do with like priests that fuck it fuck with little kids and stuff not to justify it at all, like it's not good at all. But of course, like I think there is something that has happened. No, yeah, either yeah. with those people, you know, along, somewhere along the line. And if it didn't happen, then and then maybe they're just a little bit diabolical, you know. And like that's how you see how a real person, like what their true character is. Because I think mm-hmm. even though like some people are are good and like everybody has the intention of being good, and like a lot of times like your situations that happen to you in the past, they really do guide you in the future you know to like either be down a really righteous like negative path or like a really like righteous fucking positive path you know and um to me it's like sometimes people choose the negative you know like they choose the negative even though like they don't want to like they just yeah, choose it yeah. you know what i mean yeah. because it's all they know yeah because it's all they know exactly and like know. sometimes you you kind of even though that's why that's a, that's a fucked up part about it too is like you know some people are negative and they're choosing the negative path but then at the same time you can't hate them for doing that because yeah. it's all they know like it's all like they're they're from i realized recently like the last 12 days I'm, I'm 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 in rehabilitation i'm trying to change myself not because of what happened but because i realized what happened to me is no different from the person who got abused physically it's no different from the person who got abused verbally how many of us practice passive aggressive behavior yeah yeah i i, I seen how you talk many about that of yesterday. us yeah because uh, I, I've been talking to my sister, and at one point I kind of got too aggressive in what I was and what I've been changing myself in, what I, what I believe in now, and she felt attacked. And it's not what I meant. It's not at all what I meant. But I was angry at her because she felt like I was attacked, and she thought I was giving bad advice. But I was like, I give you advice I believe in. So I was angry at her a little bit, and I was gonna leave the house, and I was gonna be like, 
I'm gonna go say bye to Joy. I love her. And but I'm angry at her. I don't want to go say bye. I want to. I want her to be aware yeah, that I'm angry. Know. So I'm not going to say bye. I'm not going to give her a kiss. I'm going to give everyone else a kiss. I'm going to tell everyone else bye. Not her. So she knows. Yeah. That's passive aggressive. Yeah, I'm hurting sure. her. I'm just being a douchebag. And again, it was all because I'm, there's a misunderstanding in the communication. That's it. And I fuck up too. She fucks up too. I piss off people. I'm not trying to pull anyone, pull anyone under the bus here. I'm not trying to say parents suck. I'm saying understand that your parents have failed, but you yourself also fail. Therefore, why bring it up? What we should be doing is helping them become better parents, which means help them be people outside of being parents. Yeah. I think, too, when you say, like, oh, you're just my parent, like, you're not, you don't, like, in a way, you don't humanize them. Or even, like, if it's your siblings, like, mm -hmm. when you say, like, they're my brother and my sister, like, I always say that people, like, I don't know what it is, but, like, sometimes you can abuse and, like, mistreat your family the most out of everybody you yeah. know because they're your family. And, like, at the end of the day, you feel like, they're going to stay connected to you and then they don't like want to they won't want to pull away from you or they have no way to because they're your family at the end of the day. And even though you say all this negative shit to them or do negative things, it's like we're family, you know, like you, you know, right. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, right. But it's at the same time, it's like, no, like we don't like you have to still treat them as if they were a regular person and like talk to them, yeah. communicate with them or if not the connection break. Yeah, exactly. And when we call them our brother, our sister, our mom and dad, that word has a limit. What's a mom? What's a mom? I mean, she, she gives birth like to you. She raises you, a caregiver. But your mom is also, whatever her name is, what goes into that name? What life does she live? What books does she read that had nothing to do with being a mother? What were her goals when she was yeah. growing up? That, yeah. made, that she you. had to put aside before, like for yeah. you, you know what I mean? And that, that's what fucks me up too is like, like my parents, are all, I'm not sure how old your parents were when they had you, like, or when they had your sit, like your first uh, brother. Or I sister. think my parents were on the little older side. I think they started having kids at like 25. I that's, think you see that that's older as compared to my parents. Like my parents were fucking young. Like I know my dad was like 18 or 19 or something like that. Yeah, right? my Same. parents weren't. No, yeah, they were in like, the 20s. like right after high school. I think yeah. my parents got married, and then I was born like a year later or something. Dude, and that's so young. Like think about all like I can't even. I have I a imagine. fucking dog. This dude is six months old, and I have been mm -hmm. growing so fucking much, dude. At first, I did not know how to treat this guy. Like, I'm not gonna lie, I've been a sh I was shitty. I was so shitty to him, and I would hate. I hate myself sometimes yeah. for how shitty I act to him. Cause I'm like, bro, this guy doesn't know shit. Like, he, not offense. Like, he doesn't. He's coming into a new world where he has to yeah. learn all these new guidelines, and like, it's not a human world. Like, he has to come into a human world. Like, some completely different species and, and learn my he didn't rules ask for it yeah, yeah and he didn't ask for this like you know it. and like i had to be like wow like i really have to like calm down and and realize that he doesn't know you know because yeah. like i'm, I'm kind of yeah. like putting all these standards on him and i'm like it really made me have to like slow down and be like all right like take this as you would like a lesson taught to you you know like yeah, don't force it down someone's throat yeah, you can't expect them to know especially if you're not teaching them or showing them like what to do or mm -hmm. and just telling them what to do you know yeah. like you got to do like this or do this and that to be able to do this not just you know here go pee here you know and it's the same thing for like kids like if you yeah. do it like kids you know like you kind of have to teach them that ground too and like if you were never taught that ground or if you never like came from it and you, and you don't make that moral like or even the conscious choice of like, oh, I have to change this, you know, and I have to do better. Like, it's fucking hard, bro. But like with you saying that you fell into like the depression and stuff, 
depression can be a very, very hard place to come out of and like get yourself out of it. Um, what was like one way that kind of helped you like move along from this? Oh man, that's that one's hard to explain because it's a mixture of everything. Well, can, can, even if you have to say multiple things, because I think it's very important for someone to listen to. Because even myself, so I guess, man, I'm dealing with like shit right now, and like, yeah, I've been kind of like beating myself up, and I've been in this like constant cycle, and I want to get out of it. Honestly, I bought a bunch of mushrooms just so I can like start microdosing so, again and getting into that. My brother asked me that question, like, so you've been depressed, you've been suicidal. What would you tell someone who's in the same situation? Which is a lot of people. Whether or not you're, su- or, or, so, whether or not you're so depressed that you're suicidal, that's a different story. Depression, though, is very common now. Yeah, especially nowadays in, like, with everyone's news being out there, you're, you're setting yourself to other people's standards in a way. Like, if he's living a great life, like, why why am I not doing that? That's the same yeah, thing? I contribute into, like, so I need money to be happy. I need money to do travel. I need money for this. Or I need to be married for this. I must have kids for this. Yeah, and then, like, we're just, we, we keep playing all this effort into things that have nothing to do with us. Yeah. It may not be what you want. So why are you forcing yourself to want it? I mean, what helped me out, first off, I guess what helped me out was knowing that don't get on medication because I, yeah. I, I, I've always dug into I've stuff. I've always tried to stay away from any pills, any kind of like Because I would, I would hear like, that. Yeah. They would, or even if, they, even if it's just Tylenol, do that every day. How are you going to feel? But I remember people telling me a depression medication does work, but just know that it's, it's like very like slippery slope. Not only that, but you're not really alive anymore. They all mm. they also the same thing. Like I wasn't sad, but I wasn't happy either. Yeah, I think you hear the same thing around like kids with I think H ADHD. They give them a Ritalin. Oh yeah, and like they just tune out pretty much, so they're not so hyperactive anymore. I mean that goes back to like parents having limited knowledge based on where they're from, what time it is, and how. I mean time of year, like what time from they come from, what they learned, what they haven't learned. Because they didn't know any better. And because science at the time didn't know any better either, they pumped kids full of Ritalin. Yeah. What happened? Nothing Nothing really good came from it. But, I mean, for me, so for sure, I stayed away from medication. But, I mean, I've been dep- I was depressed from 11 to 22, 23. I mean, I'm 31. Like, most of my life is depressed. <laughs> Most of my life is in that area. In your better it. years, too, that what they say. Yeah, yeah. But and I was already in my better years, you know? Yeah. So I just... A part of it that got me through it was just knowing that... I could, I could count, like, six, seven times I really tried to kill myself. And I, I have no marks or anything. But I just remember, like, one time in particular, I grabbed a knife thinking, just do it. But there was always something in the back of my mind saying... You can't though. Yeah, we don't. You don't really want to do this. I I used to. I still think about it as maybe it was just God's way of saying, just not yet. Okay, keep going a little more. This isn't the option yet. Don't worry about this. Like just don't do it. Yeah. So from thirteen to twenty two, I could spread out like seven occasions where I really wanted to do it. One of them. Another time was. It was like around Christmas Eve. It was around then, around that time. And um, I was in the bathroom. I was like, oh, man, like the razor. Like, dude, just you didn't do it last time. Maybe this is the time again. I didn't do it again. I was the same voice. Just don't do it. Keep going. And eventually, like, it's, it, I mean, it sucked. <laughs> yeah. It like really alone, sucks. You really feel like you're alone. But you do. People always forget, like, no matter what, there's still people that 
want to like see you and like be around you like and yeah. that maybe that was the voice i was telling me don't do it because you have a family that does love you whether or not they understand you the point is they do love you like even if they don't show it like you know you come into a family party or just coming to hang out for a yeah. barbecue like that's enough for them to be like oh he's fine you know like i got I, into, I feel good because he's doing good you know and i started hanging out more with my cousins and more of the family and then i got into weed and to a certain extent the weed helped in the beginning for sure the weed really helped me forget stuff. It really helped me like tap yeah, into some happiness. It's good to have distractions. Like just get it yeah. out of your own like uh rope. Basically, and there was a blunt around here somewhere. It was like right there. I completely I don't know where lost it, is, it. But it was right there. I know, dude. I seen it earlier. I have no idea where it went. But I had a question. Uh, you say that you were depressed from like eleven to like twenty or something like that. That's yeah, like a basically. big part of your life. Over a decade. Right? Over a decade for that's sure. A, and I would say that's like. One of the most formative times of your life, like unto yeah. who you are right now, especially, yeah. you know what I mean? So like, uh, was there a point that you kind of knew that you were depressed the whole time or did you get to the point where you're yeah. like, hey, like, you know what? Something's not right here. I, I knew because I was, I remember when I was in middle school, right before we moved from Montclair to Fontana, um, I had like a journal and I started writing horrible things in it. I just drew pictures of people shooting themselves, like saying I want to die, blah, blah, blah. And... You're like Me? that little kid in school we should be worried about and shit. Yeah. Yeah, I was one of those. I was <laughs> one of those. Um, and like me, in a way, I was like, I'm going to, in a way of asking for help, <laughs> I took that journal and I dropped it behind something. That way, when someone moves it, they found it. Yeah. And when they found it, I was like, no, I'm okay. I mean, I just, I kept that loop up for a while. I kept it up like I would do little things that was basically me asking for help. Yeah. People wanted to help me, and I just pushed them away. Mm. And I just did that loop. Yeah. I just I got caught in a loop, and I just did it over and over and over again. And so, then, bro, why do you think people do that? Because we adapt. You think it's just adapt. like our ego too? It's like, well, like me for example, I hate asking for help. I'm pretty sure a lot of people hate asking for help, and I hate feeling pity for myself. You know, like mm -hmm. that's why, especially when it's something emotional or like you're facing something, you really don't want to go to people because it's like, I don't want to be judged for something I already judged myself about. Yeah. yeah you know what i mean so it's like a very i feel like that's a very natural like instinct to just be like <sighs> i think i think it's it comes from our our greatest ability as people which is we can adapt yeah and that's why we all normalize bad behaviors that's why we get used to living in shit because we adapt to it mm -hmm. i mean let's bring it let's bring in covid real quick in april they're saying that we're going to reach two hundred thousand deaths in the u.s by next april no, no, this was a past, this past April when, oh, okay. it, when it first dropped. Everything, we were in quarantine, we were in lockdown, and they were saying, like, April, May, we're going to have 100 or 200,000 deaths by August. Everyone was like, we can, how can we do that? How can we allow it to happen? Yeah. We passed already 150,000. Everyone, no one's really talking about it anymore. We got used to it. We adapted to it. We adapted to the fact that more people are dying. Yeah, and in a way, we're adapting to just living with COVID. Like, people yeah. are just going to restaurants, going yeah. out to stores. Because you and, adapt. Like, just with your mask, yeah. just as long as you have your mask on, you're safe. Like, you know? Yeah. My grandfather, what he did, he adapted to a situation when he was younger and he became one with that bad behavior. He adapted to it. Yeah. His parents. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, my guess is, a, again, somewhere those parents knew, somewhere those parents fucked up, but they adapted to it and but it like, became normal. But like, even after, there was no one really in his social circle to let him know, like, hey, you know, maybe you shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. And that, the, you know? That's why I was talking about technical blame. So technically, it's his parents' fault and his social circle because no one wanted to stop him or help him. And if they knew, they pushed him away or they acted like it didn't exist. 
So they enabled him. By being passive, by trying, by thinking you're diplomatic and you're making everyone happy, you're enabling that person to be who he is, who she is. Yeah. How much do we enable each other by not saying something? Or we say the wrong thing. We just, we just enable everyone. I've enabled too many people because I stay quiet or because I laugh at the joke. Like, I, I mean, I started being open about my sexuality when I was like 23, 24. And my friends, like, uh, they might make a gay joke. I'm in the group and technically I'm part of the joke now. Yeah. I'm being used as a joke, but because I don't act like most people who are gay or bisexual, I tend to just be like another one of the guys. Maybe they forget and I forgot too and I laughed at it and I laughed at myself. Do you feel like in a way that you should speak out whenever like your friends make jokes about it or um in a way that you would feel offended? No, because I've never been offended. Like I've I mean I've I've never been offended by the word faggot, but I've used faggot in a sentence. I remember posting on Instagram saying, Look, look, I hate being part of the culture though that when I say I'm bisexual, people assume I'm a cross dresser, I'm into makeup and I like women's fashion. I hate that. I do hate that. I, it's why, why, why are you telling me that? Because I'm bisexual, which usually they take it. Oh, oh, you're you're gay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's usually you're everyone's not first style. You like, like no, you're trying to just escape saying you're gay by saying that you're bisexual and you do like girls still. Or if you're a girl, you do like men still. Mm-hmm. It's like no, no. I can if you want me to be if you want to be pedantic about it and get specific. I'm like seventy percent gay, thirty percent straight, and depending on the girl, that might be I'm hundred percent fucking straight. Because she really turned me on. But I also like men. And and fun, what's funny is that it's usually gay people who tell me, oh, you're still in that phase. And I was like, holy shit. So you just did onto me what was done onto you by someone else saying, oh, you're gay. Uh, oh, you're confused. You're confused, dude. You're not gay. You're just confused. We'll let, we'll let a life help you. Life open your eyes. Or as the, the religious say, God will open your eyes one day and tr- show you that you're wrong. You just did that to me. Fucking uh, and we do that. I fucking and, hate that shit. And how much do we do that? Okay, in this in this country where as my as minorities we we get marginalized. We're at the bottom. So we have black people, we have Asians, we have Mexicans. Those are the big ones that are marginalized. We don't even help each other. Yeah, I've always heard a uh, a Mexican's greatest enemy is another Mexican. The, I mean, that's that's everyone really. That's everyone in black culture. How much do they fight with each other? They're not helping themselves move forward. They're helping, and they're giving people reasons to not help them either. Same thing with Mexicans. We don't help each other. Shit, yeah. And to a certain extent, Asians too, because amongst Asians, well, if you're Filipino, then you can't be part of the Chinese group. Even though in America, you look all or, the same to us. I don't know if you guys have been hearing about that whole Muslim uh, thing going on in China. China? Yeah. Oh, that, like, oh like, yeah. Like basically the, like concentration Nazi, camps. Nazi Germany right yeah. now. Yeah. That's crazy. They're pretty much like a Muslim group in China that lives like far off into. And like, these are people who are also Chinese Muslims. Like they're not even Middle Eastern Muslim. They're yeah, Chinese they're like they're Muslim. They're, they're like, Chinese. They're, they're just, just born here. on the edges of China, pretty yeah. much. And like the the culture around that area is, is mostly Muslims. And all because why? Because you don't want to love yourself. Because you refuse to believe that I can't love you because you're different. Which part of means you can't even love yourself because you have problems with yourself. Hey bro, um, I have a question. Well, not, I don't know if it's a question necessarily, but like more no, of like a, a, a view, right? Like, because I've noticed this ever like sometime, and like even when I watch like interviews of like people that are in gangs and stuff, it always comes back to like their childhood, right? Like how yeah. they yeah. grew up and how they were. 
And then, like, I've seen, like, stuff about, like, people that are prostitutes, for example. But there was this one guy prostitute that I really remember. And he was talking about how he was abused as a child by, like, uh, an older brother, I believe. And he was talking about how his older brother abused him. And, like, growing up, like, he kind of would do stuff with other guys, like, mess around with them. But it was not, like, like he, does, he, he thinks of himself as not gay. He just thinks of himself as, like, that was something that I learned coming up. And, and I kind of got pleasure from it. So it just continued to be a pleasure place, you know, mm. like this is my pleasure place. And like, like I, I got pleasure from this activity, although I don't identify completely with like everything that surrounds it, you know. And um, I started to notice like even this other kid, I know like I know that he was abused as a child as well. And then he's also bisexual. Mm. So like I found a relevance with that. And like there was this uh, girl too recently on on a uh, Twitter and she was talking about how like this chick, one of the girls has had sex with like every fucking rapper like like every fucking rapper but it's like they say they this other person tweeted i'm not too sure if it's like facts or if it's false or whatever but they were talking about how this girl i guess apparently when she was young like 13 14 her brother's older or sorry her older brother's girlfriend got her drunk and took her to a park and got her like let her get gang raped and so, like, that made her very hypersexual. And, like, people that get abused are hypersexual. Like, yeah. like, they think of sexuality more. And, like, they, uh, I guess since they've had that early in their life, they think about it more now. And they're very active in yeah. that, you know? Do you, like, kind of, like, think that's true and, like, reflect on that? Like, th like that maybe that did happen to me well, and maybe I, I am like that? That one's so tricky because I, I thought about that one, too. Again, like, before all this uh, stuff about me and what I realized what I went through, I've always dug into sexuality. I've always dug into PTSD. I've always dug into, I've dug into everything. So I've always been aware of what's going on in the world. <sighs> I don't know how to answer that one because yeah. as of now, the world is the way it's always been. And I don't know what's coming from what area. Yeah. Yeah. We have, we have religion, we have government, we have sociology. I, we have all these different systems. Ultimately though, they're all connected. And ultimately, we made these systems, which means that we're not perfect, right? We all fuck up. Yeah, all of us. Okay, if we were perfect, if we were genuinely these amazing things that could create perfection, why is it that the cars that we make that are made by machines that we now made, we designed the machines to make those cars, to make it faster and make it more reliable and make it more efficient and less mistakes. There's still mistakes in the cars, right? Yes. Everything we make that's made by mother machines that you think work with laser precision, and they do, they still fuck up. Because they come from us, which means we're pulling our flaws in them. I don't know how much of culture, how much did we put our individual humanistic flaws that are part of every person on the planet? How much did we input, input that into government, into religion, into our ideas of what family should be, about what it shouldn't be? So at this point, I don't know how to explain that one. Yeah. Because for every person who was abused sexually, let's, let's, let's do that round because that, that applies to me and they become bisexual or gay, there's also the other people who are still straight. That's very, very true. Like Chester Bennington, Lincoln Park, he was sexually abused. I think it was from a woman. He was still straight. Um, I know people who are abused by women or abused by men. They're still straight. So I, I don't know how to answer that question because yes. for me, it went this route. It went the way it did. But I mean... I can no longer say if that hadn't happened, that would still be me. I don't know. Because if you, if you don't have the parents you had and you had someone else's parents, you wouldn't be who you are, right? Yeah. Yeah, I get what you mean. And then at the same time, it's too, it's like everybody reacts to a situation differently. 
we're so unique yeah. in that sense, right? Yeah. We have our individuality. We, I'm, I know I'm telling people to love everyone and just treat everyone in a loving way. And I know someone told me, well, so you want everyone to be just like you? I was like, no, 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 no. If, but if I love myself, I'm going to love you the same. I don't need you to do what I do. I don't need you to like my music either. I don't need you to like my movies. That's nothing to do with treating people in a loving, in a loving way, right? You can still like rap. You can still like rock, um, country. You can still be a Democrat or Republican. If you just love everyone, how does that change you? Yeah, and that's a lot. That's a really hard uh, idea to get into some people's heads. Like they're so quick to pick sides and just like die for what their side like believes in in a way. Yeah. Like and not want to even like take the chance to understand where the other person's coming from and like or even listen to them and like you know maybe they do have a common ground or maybe and there is something they could agree on and that, we'll that starts to that. we'll for sure come back to the dying for your side because it's gonna it's gonna come back but um for the hyper hypersexuality i mean fuck that's a good one i do think about that but same time at the same time let's be honest in in just this country i can't speak about anywhere else in this country even if you are a straight heterosexual couple you can't even talk about your sex life because no one wants to hear about your sex life because apparently sex is something you should keep hidden, a secret. I mean, but we all come from sex. We're all born from that act, right? Mm -hmm. And not only that, the hypersexuality, the, the gay thing, it's always been heterosexual couples giving birth to kids, right? Gay people can't have kids. Yeah. So the idea that gay people are spreading the gay thing around... <laughs> Oh yeah, that's uh, yeah. but I come from a straight couple. We all come from straight couples. Everyone is born unless point out to me the the weird experiment that resulted in a life. I don't know. I think there's like test two babies. Test well, two it's babies, like insemination yeah. now, right? Like artificial insemination. But that still requires what? Yeah. Sperm, sperm. and an egg. Mm. Everyone's born from heterosexual activity. It just that's just how it works. So why do we still have gay people? Why there are people who are bisexual? There's people out there. If we could, we could play this one too. There's people out there who don't even like to have sex. They're asexual. They don't want. They don't really get horny. Mm -hmm. I don't get it. That sounds like weird. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> yeah. And not only that, but then let's get even more deeper in this. In this vagina and penis. <laughs> Everyone like I. I know girls are like, oh, but a penis is so ugly. It looks so weird. And I've heard the other side too, but a vagina can also look kind of scary. It looks like a, like he wants to eat you. <laughs> <laughs> and but at the same time, then there's people who love both of them for what they are. You know what they are? They they pee. They both pee. They they're both used to expel waste from your body. Mm -hmm. Mostly, what you need it for is to expel the waste. Because if you need, even if you can't have kids, you have to pee. <laughs> you have to expel waste. It's you, you. We don't drink pee, do we? I mean, in extreme situations, you could boil it and get the H2O out of it, get the water. But we don't drink pee because it's waste. The body doesn't want it. Why are you putting so much effort in this idea that, oh, my God, there are these beautiful things. If you want to get, uh, I mean, technical about it, they're just hoses that expel waste. Yeah. You see that thing out there that expels, like, the gutter and everything? It's just throwing water out that's dirty. That's a vagina and a penis. So, I mean, why put so much effort? effort in saying oh but why can you you can't have sex with the same sex you can't love the same thing mm -hmm. it's just a hose like when you start really talking about the biology you start realizing that these things we add on top of it it's just stupid but and, and at the same time it's like um 
I think like the reason why people are not such against gay people, I think culture right now is changing. Like, like this is yeah, uh, yeah. probably the time where things have changed the most. Like where people are talking yeah. about sex more. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are talking about like, like even their past abuses and stuff like yeah. stuff that's happened to them. You know, like I feel like that wasn't so common. People would usually like stick that in a box and hide it. You know, but now it's like more common to come up front with that and to deal with your issues rather than continue to, to just like put it away and like yeah. grow like that. You know. Um, I forgot the fuck we we're talking about for a second. I completely lost my train of thought. Well, I know we're talking about hypersexuality and like why that happens for people who are abused. And well, then he wants to talk about like dying on on your side. And I do want to like, get into that one too. Like people who have something they believe in and will believe that no matter what. Like, oh, uh, but ju- that's hard, bro. I feel like a lot of times, like even I want to say even me is like. Like yeah, with, this, with, with this COVID shit, right? Like, I'm going to use this for an example because COVID was something that, like, at first I was very afraid of. Like, I was, like, afraid of it and um, the way it would spread. I was just, it was so uncertain. And, like, when it first came out, the way they would say it spread and how deadly it was, like, you just see numbers. The way it was reported, it was very, like, oh, wow, this is a, a, a major, sh- sh- like, thing, you know? Like, I have to tell other people to, to protect themselves and give a fuck, you know, because that's my moral duty, like, to do this, you know, and help people. But that was kind of, like, a selfish, like, me screaming out my side kind of thing, you know, like, my view, like, screaming it and then not really taking into account other people's views on the situation. And, like, I kind of, like, I'm trying to understand a little bit more people's side on it, you know, because, like, some people are super against it. Like, some people think it's a hoax. Others just think, like, it has such a low mortality rate that there's no reason for us to be having such extreme measures as it is right now. Others think it's just a fucking big plot that the government has against yeah. us. You know what I mean? So it's like so many different sides. And like at some point I felt tied to my opinions. Like I felt like tied to the idea that like it's dangerous still and like it's very bad and like you have to protect yourself at all times and like be compl- extremely cautious, you know? But then at the same time, it's like people want to live their life. Mm-hmm. You know, they're tired of this shit and like they're over it. And like when they look at something like the mortality rate being so low, I feel like a lot of people are, are they're fine with it. You know, like they're fine with dealing with that danger of, of every day, you know, like that you could get it and that you could die because we live with so many other things in life that we can die from or that we can like go through, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I feel like people were just getting tired of like the whole thing. And like a lot of times I remember being stuck in my idea of like, like, oh, I said this about it. Right. And then like some new information comes that like changes my idea on it or like my view that like makes it not as bad. So then I'd be like, fuck. But do I want to backtrack? Because I said this earlier, you oh, know? You should backtrack. And yeah, and I'm like, ah, but I'm like, no, no, I have to do it because, like, I don't think I know everything about this. I get why everything's being implemented into the way that we are now, you know, like how there's still, like, uh, you have to have social distancing or whatever, and, like, you can't have closed public spaces. I get it, but then at the same time, I don't get it, you know? Like, it's, like, it's kind of makes sense to me, and it kind of doesn't because it's, like... Yeah, it's almost like it's selective on, like, what what is acceptable and what isn't. Yeah, and then... With- like depending on the store you come into like yeah and there's like no clear like no clear view of what we're doing right now you know what i mean like it seems more of like a the, well like i've said i think that what the government's doing right now is a delay and vaccinate kind of thing like they're gonna delay until the vaccine comes out and then that way they at least give people the option to have the vaccine or to not take it because not everybody takes a flu vaccine right now yeah. you know yeah, so like yeah. some people do and some people don't and just in general some people don't take any vaccines yeah, at yeah, all yeah. you know and like I don't blame them. Like, I understand that, you know, but like, 
even that side is screaming like, oh, give us our peace back, you know, like fuck the vaccines. They're going to make you transhuman. They're going to make you robot. They're going to put DNA into your body, you know? But usually that comes from people who aren't reading everything. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's the fucking thing, bro, is like, I see people post stuff about like, like I seen that, that video, the vaccine video, the lady's talking about it. She's talking about how it like, makes you transhuman. And I'm like, I'm going to have to look this up. I haven't looked it yeah. up yet, but I'm going to have to look that yeah. up. Cause or, like, uh, even with that shit that Donald Trump was saying, like that one uh, bleach thing. He was oh, telling people to yeah. And then like a couple weeks later, like that one uh, lady, the doctor was, was like making a speech out in public saying how like this does help you. Like even if he said that it does help you just because he's Trump and like he says a lot of stupid shit, like there was some truth behind it. Like, But then even, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. Because I've heard that. In the early stages of uh, COVID nineteen, the hydrochloroquine can actually work really well to like help you like prevent or like fight it in the early stages. But I've also like you kind of have to take those things with a grain of salt because you have to know like oh well at what point does it help you know like because it does yeah, help and it people is, like, block it at off. the end of the day like yeah. you know so like people it'll block kill it off you. too because it's like oh Trump said this you know so like fuck mm -hmm. everything he says but then like you listen to the lady that actually said that that lady also thinks that. Um, pe that girls get cysts in their bodies because they have sex with demons in their dreams. And, like oh, she yeah. thinks of I like some some fucking insane shit, you know. So you kind of have to take that with like. Yeah, I've also seen. I think on some of Rogan's podcast, he would talk about how his, how his friend went to the doctor and he had COVID or whatever. That was and Brandon Shaw. Yeah, no, not him. It's someone else. And the or was it him? It was the doctor. Was like, I don't know what your uh, political, political beliefs are, but you know, there's this bleach shit that whatever he said, the hydro, whatever. Chloroquine. And he's like, and it does help you uh, treat your COVID in like small doses. And like, but you know, depending on what your political belief is, would you want to take it? Yes or no? Yeah. Like, and honestly, I got put oh, off man. by, there was this guy, that guy, Brandon Schaub, that I got very put off by him because like, he was kind of going at it like, um, I understood his view because he was like, oh, well, I'm going to live my life like this. And this is back to the judgmental part because I hate doing this, but like, it just, it's facts. Like, I got put off by him because I was like, he was like, oh, like this COVID thing, I'm going to still live my life, you know, like regardless and like it's not gonna kill me and i'm like that's cool you know like i i that's dope that you're still gonna live your life and do your thing so he went out to houston go do a bunch of shows he did a bunch of shows came back had coronavirus like yeah. him and his partner that both went out there got coronavirus right and like what i hated was this like bro like he was trying to like tote the fact that he got better in like three days two days right like he got so much better and shit but he didn't also say that he was getting IV drips the whole time, yeah. vitamin drips the whole time. He was taking hydrochloroquine in the early stages, you know? So he was having all these things, like supplemental help. And, like, to the regular person, you don't see that, you know? Like, yeah, you don't they just tell you to stay home, you know? Like, don't leave the house, pretty much, so you don't get anyone else infected. But even then, like, he doesn't say the facts are like, oh, like, this is dangerous, and I, I had to do all this for me to be able to fight it in three days, you know what I mean? And, like, another the other guy, he didn't take any kind of vitamins or anything. I guess it took him, like, a week and a half to get over it and shit. And I'm just like, bruh, I, I don't know where the fuck I'm going with this. But I was pretty much just saying, like, I don't know what the fuck is going on with this whole COVID thing. Like, I'm not completely sure, you know. But, like, I have, I'm just trying to, like, take the pieces that I do know and go time by time. And everybody yeah. is just so fucking, like, over the top. But I hate that I, I screamed my point at sometimes early in the situation without, like, getting a full grasp of things. Because now I kind of regret it, you know. And I, like, I said some things that were, like, a little emotional rather than just being logical. Yeah. Know? I think so. I know everyone. Like you said, do I want to be part of this movement where I want to provide like help in my way? So, can I see that too? So, I'm trying to help people by talking about the individual first, because society I and mean, families 
they're made by individuals, right? Yeah. Wherever you are, it's one person, and that one person exists everywhere because we're all individuals. We make up culture. We make up everything. So I feel like we have to start focusing more on ourselves first. If yeah. we want everything to change out there, then it has to come from the individual first, and then that spreads out. And once everyone changes, the system will change. Yeah. Like the save the children. What's going to happen there is that something's going to come out. We're going to realize, oh my God, we're not taking care of our kids. We're going to impose some laws. Are you guys want to smoke some weed? Um, I, I'm not sure. I might lose my train of, th train of thought. Okay. We can smoke <laughs> after, though. All right, all right. For sure, after we can smoke. <laughs> um, they're going to put laws to protect children, but those are just legal systems that we are forced to follow. Mm hmm. If we don't change people at, at the individual level, it's just going to find other ways to go into the system and, and it'll, it'll, it'll sneak deeper into the secret, yeah. into those tunnels where you can't see. So the abuse will continue. Just like racism continues because we just put laws that say you can't discriminate, but we're not telling people at the individual level, you shouldn't discriminate them because they're you. They're the same person as you. So... If you don't want someone to discriminate, don't you feel, don't you hate it when someone like tells you shit and it's just mean? Like as kids, when we were just mean to each other, we never liked it. So we lose sense of that and we just follow the legal system, which means we're just. The freedom of speech, all that, you know. Yeah, we're, we're, we're following the system that doesn't, we have to play by the system. We're not, but we ourselves don't want to play by it. Yeah. You don't want to, you don't want to follow these laws. So that means you're going to expose people to shitty things because you don't want to follow, you're angry about it. You're going to be passive aggressive. You're going to tell someone some stupid joke, some racist joke, because, well, I can't tell you I don't want to hire you, but I can still make a joke about it. So until we change like individuals, all of these laws are just going to prevent stuff from not prevent. It's going to cause stuff to go deeper into those dark areas. No one wants to go to mm. where you find the safe haven that allows you to do those horrible things yeah. where you won't get caught. So, so to talk about like really, cause at the same time, it's like that you can't help nobody unless if you help yourself. Yeah. Right? And like, um, when you get into like negative situations, like I've always found that, like I've said earlier, mushrooms is a good way to get out of it and like oh, yeah. kind of help you. And I know that you're a guy that's microdosed, microdosed, like, big doses yeah, to, to yeah. kind of help you too, uh, to get out of like a depression or yeah. just like even just for life to help you with life. So like that goes back to how I handled my depression at one point. I used to look at psychedelics and be like, I don't want to do it because I'm really scared of what the psychedelics are going to do to me. Yeah. It wasn't the psychedelics. It was, I was scared to go inside my own head mm -hmm. and see what's always been there. That's just psychedelics. It just, psychedelics will lock you up in here because now your brain is doing stuff you've never seen it do before. And to everyone who hasn't done psychedelics, it always sounds like weird because you've never done it. But you don't want to do it because you're afraid of what the drug's going to show you. It's not the drug. Yeah, it's a tool like everything else. It is a tool. Yeah, Caffeine yeah. in the wrong situation. You get hopped up. If you don't use that energy for good, you're going to fucking be spilling out a bunch of bullshit people because you're wired. Look at cocaine. How many people do cocaine? I mean, apparently cocaine is super popular yeah. in my age group and higher and it's coming. It's making a comeback. It gets you hopped up. I've done it three times because as someone who's always watched movies, Scarface, The Godfather, like all those mafia movies, just crime movies, movies in general. Cocaine is like this holy grail of the movie. Like in Scarface, the, the famous part where he just has that mountain of fucking yeah, and just in front of him. Just like this and just <laughs> sniffing everything and then he becomes a monster. So I've always wondered what, what is it like? 
I've done it. I before I, before I ever do anything, I do the research. I need to be aware of what's gonna happen if it goes wrong. Yeah. That's why some stuff I'm never gonna touch because heroin has an eighty percent addiction rate. Fuck no. no. If you if if someone told you, here's a bet, eighty percent of it's against you. You have twenty percent chance of succeeding in the bet. Are you gonna put down the money on that? Most people aren't gonna be like twenty percent chance of winning and eighty percent chance of losing. No, I don't want to do that. So why would you do it with co- or heroin? Why would you do it with cocaine? And cocaine just fucks up your brain. Like, there's nothing good in it. I just wanted to try it. I knew I wasn't going to continue it. And this just feel, it feels like caffeine. It feels like pre-workout. You just want to work. And if you don't put that in, in the right context, you're going to abuse people because you want to get shit done. You're moving. You're energized. You're going to push people to do what you want to do. That's why cocaine users are aggressive. They get angry. But caffeine can do that, too. You don't see people saying, hey, don't drink coffee. But you could do that with coffee. We use coffee yeah. for pre-workout to get it pumping. You can also use it to abuse people. Like any kind of energy, though. Like any, anything. Every, it's all tools, basically. Yeah. So the psychedelics, it's a tool. Just be aware that this tool is going to make you go into your own head. And you're going to be locked in there for four to six hours. Which means whatever you see in here, it's not coming from the drug. <laughs> it's coming from you. Mm-hmm. So whatever fears you have on the drug are fears you have about yourself. And for me, when I, so for a while, I wouldn't do psychedelics because I was scared. Thought, I thought they would make me see monsters. No, the monsters yeah. are coming for me. So then when I finally did it, I was like, holy shit, this is fucking amazing. Like suddenly I felt so connected with everything I was around with. Like I heard birds chirping and I could hear like, constr- I remember my first trip. I'll never forget my first trip. I was alone in the house, and I was just sitting by the pool. At one point, I went to the park, too, but we'll get there. We'll get to that part right now. But I was just in, by the poolside, just hearing the noises in the world. And it was construction. I could hear, like, the, the, drin- the drilling. I heard the, the cars. I heard the birds. Like, um, those, uh, those noisemakers that pass by with the wind. Oh, yeah, yeah. I heard everything, and it just sounded like music. I was like, holy shit, life is this really cool orchestra. And I was like, holy shit, and I'm a part of this. Mm-hmm. And, then like, and then from there, like my, one of my first thoughts was, why is this illegal? Why is this a Schedule 1 substance? Like, why? Why are, we being, why are we denying ourselves this beautiful thing that makes you feel connected with the world? And from there, I guess you could say from there, like, I've been changing ever since. Mm. And I've had some dark trips. I've told you before. Yeah. I've had some dark fucking trips. Because I, I do have some dark thoughts. I mean, but we all do. And I feel like my brain was trying to tell me, look, but this is part of the answer. Like, this is what you're looking for. Because usually in my dark place, I would see, usually it's like, it's like a wall of flesh that just moves. And I see eyes and mouths and it's eating itself too. But it's also making itself grow by eating itself. It's like a fungus. Like fungus, if you, if you let the fungus alone, it'll just consume everything. Mm-hmm. It might even consume the fun- another fungus because, well, it has to survive. But don't we do that as people, as life? Aren't we doing that? Aren't businesses out there chewing up their employees so the business can survive? Yeah. I mean, after a certain point, corporations become these weird organisms that almost seem like living people. I mean, they even have their own laws. Uh, laws. Yeah, I think like as a, people, a corporation yeah. is uh, an entity. An entity. Yeah, now. Almost yeah. like Apple feels like is an entity in itself. Yeah, like yeah. Steve Jobs has died, but like you know that company is still skyrocketing. It's, it's moved on like past them, way past them. Yeah. yeah, without a doubt. Dude. And, and the whole continue. point of business, what is it? Make money. That is number. That's point number one. 
I don't know. Maybe at one point it was also to help people, to give people what they want. But no, 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 no. If, if that was the case, I don't know. It's changed. Business is money first. So is it any wonder that some after the business gets a, a certain size, once it gets big enough, they don't care about the employees anymore? Or like Amazon, they have like, I've always heard that Amazon workhouses are always like the worst place yeah. you can probably work at. Like, And at this point, Amazon is global. It's almost a necessity for everyone now. And they're everywhere. Warehouses are pretty yeah. much popping up Why everywhere. Why can't we everywhere. treat their employees like necessi- necessary employees, like nurses? Because they're doing work that keeps the world moving now. And at the end of the day, I mean, you, you when they saw COVID shutdown happen, you kind of realize like, all these jobs that people thought like are kind of useless and menial, like they are now important. They're essential. Yeah. They're literally essential. Like the warehouse work, all essential because we need to keep life moving. There keep go. essential things workers. Going, you know why can't we? Pay, why can't you pay them essential wages for them to live? Because mm. like living you, wages. They, yeah, living wages. Yeah, they don't get living wages, and for the, and for the they work horrible. I mean, I've heard stories. It's I don't want to work there. Like I might that, work bro. there eventually. I don't want to work there, though. Dude, I worked at UPS for a little bit. And just, like, the amount of work that they're trying to get out of you within, like, four hours is just, like, it's it's just, like, you're just a workhorse. Like, they're literally there to just break your back and, like, make you work as much as you can, get as much work done. And I get it, you know, because it's a business. You have to make as much money as you can and get shit done. But, like, at the same time, you're getting paid, like, $10, $11 for fucking doing, like, breaking your back. You can fuck yourself yeah. up doing this shit, you know? Like, rather than, like really paying someone like a decent like something they could live off of you know what i mean and like right there too you have to have like you have to be in there a long time for you to get into like the actual company you can be in the union but then you also have to work there for like yeah. this amount of hours you know it's a lot and of giving unions take. have their own bullshit too yeah like hell yeah. everything else everything has everything has its own bullshit when you start breaking down family and the way families work every family has their own bullshit yeah yeah. Whether or not they want to change, we're not talking about being lazy. We're not talking about do you want to do the right thing? Do you want to maintain this system? Because obviously, I feel like every family out there wants to be different. I feel like, every, or even that families, but people just want to be better, then it takes work. And if you keep doing what you've been doing for the last, for me, 31 years of my life, then I guess I could say confidently that in, when I'm 40, I'm going to be in the same place because I've been doing the same things for 31 years. I'm, I shouldn't be surprised when I'm 40, I'll be in the same place. Yeah. So if you want to change, then you got to change everything. But with the living wages thing, like Amazon and workers, if you're paying your workers bare minimum and they're, they're breaking their backs and they're losing parts of their lives for you, I mean, they're, they're committing a sacrifice at this point. Yeah. Sacrifices are big, right? When you give up a life for something to happen, you kill something pure to get a result. That's a sacrifice. How many people are working live or jobs that don't pay them enough, but they're sacrificing themselves? They're going to get angry at some point. And if they don't take it out at the job, they're going to take it out of someone around them. Yeah. Yeah. That's another form of abuse. Employee, employee abuse. That's why I feel like everyone's dabbling in abuse. You're either abusing or you're being abused. And usually we're doing both. Yeah. We're being abused by someone and we're also abusing other people. And everyone agrees. I don't like being abused. We all agree that no one likes being abused. But then you have these employees who have horrible lives at work and they feel stressed and they go home they're going to lash out at someone maybe. And if they haven't impacted their childhood and how to deal with emotions, they're going to lash out. You don't have to be sexually abused, physically abused, verbally abused to lash out. Yeah. How many people in this country are being abused by employers and they can't leave because they feel like I can't find another job. This is my only way of living. A ton. How oh. much does our government abuse us too? There's also government citizen abuse. 
there's also citizen government abuse to a certain extent we've abused our government and we've allowed them to become who they are what it is mm -hmm. that's why like that's why i've been i've been talking a lot about abuse and you could call it whatever you want but i'm using big words to scare people because that's what's going on and with the amazon thing it's so they're so big these people are how many workers do they have in the factories how much of that is bleeding out as abuse towards their family, to the, towards themselves? Mm. They have to miss out on friends. They have to miss out on their loved ones. They can't have a vacation because they don't even know what to do with their money. It's not enough. And Jeff Bezos, I mean, I don't know him, but fucking rich. Filthy rich. Filthy rich. So many people filthy rich. And you're telling me that you can't just pay them like 40 bucks an hour? If they're paying, if you're, if you're getting paid good money, you will start thinking, okay, you know what? It's hard work, but you know, I feel like it's worth it. I like what I'm getting paid for. I like what I'm getting back. Yeah. It allows me to also save up. It allows me to take care of my family. I could take care of myself. If you're single, you can take care of yourself, save up for the future, go travel, take a vacation. Do activities, live your life. And you're telling me that with all the money in the world, all the billions you have, and you keep making more billions, you can't share some of that? Yeah. Because at that point, it becomes hard to argue it because now it just seems like you're just being extremely selfish. Or you have so much money, where are you putting that money into? And now we can start going into these billionaires. They're playing the system. They're playing chess. They're looking ahead and not, not in their life. They're thinking, okay, my family's now here. We're an empire. I want them to be here in, in 30 years when I'm no longer alive. Let's put money into the system so I get these laws passed that help my family out. In the future. In something. the future. It, beyond yeah. their life. They're, they're thinking ahead now. Yeah. yeah, you see a lot of businesses getting into politics now, too, just trying to help their, help their own businesses by, by pushing those laws. Yeah. Well, yeah, lobbying. lobbying and shit, like paying, uh, paying a candidate or something like that or donating to a candidate so that they can, That's like... That's why dying for your cause, the Dem for this country, Dems and, and Republicans... They both have lobbying groups that go make stuff happen for them against the other side, even though it's the same country. That's why I, that's why I, I dipped out from that already. Like, I, I'm not a part of any of it. Part of me doesn't even want to vote this year because I just don't want to be a part of it. But yeah. I will vote. Yeah, I, I, uh, I will vote. I think I've kind of gotten myself out of it, especially the fact that, like, I mean, the two choices to me it just seem very fucking ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Right I think now, I was saying yeah. the other day that uh, AOC wanted to nominate Bernie or something like that. That him and Joe Biden reached enough Democratic uh, votes or something like that to be able to both run or some, something similar to that. That'd be so you cool. could like write Bernie in as a write-in or something. I just honestly, I just think that we're like past the point where we need more than just two options. You know, like we yeah, two just, options just doesn't work anymore. So like, we only ever get two sides. Yeah, and then yeah. the other side is just gonna break down the other sides. Whatever. I always say this eight year term fucking uh, Obama did this. If uh, Trump gets another eight year term, like if he gets another four term, then he's just going to do the same shit. Keep no. trying to break down everything Obama did and then plant his new and, things. And the next is going to come in and just going to break, break down. it all down. It's just, I, oh my God, this is, this is like Star Wars, the new trilogy that came out. I don't know if you guys have watched it, but <laughs> the last Jedi came out. Everyone was angry, me included. Uh, at this point, I really enjoy the last Jedi. But then Rise of Skywalker came out. And what just, happened yeah. was. So. Let's let's take Rise of Skywalker and spend most of the time just redoing what happened in the Last Jedi, and that was like you're wasting my fucking time yeah. watching this movie. It was bullshit because all it was was remember this part in the Last Jedi, it didn't happen. Yeah. 
didn't even matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. And now there's only like half an hour of, of Rise of Skywalker, Skywalker that actually carries the story forward. It's been so much time going back to undo it. It barely moved an inch forward. Yes, and that's a that's the issue with that's, this shit right now. I yeah. feel like that's what's happening. Like we're barely moving forward at all, and like at the end of the day, we're still getting fucked by the government yeah. pretty hardly. You know, like they're just they're just they put a nice little blanket on it for us, or yeah. like a nice little bow to make it yeah, seem like we actually have an opinion or like actually shove everything some. under the rug. And I know yeah. that I, again, I live in this country. I do believe it's the greatest place to live in. I do. Same. It's just that my God, we're so far from it being what it should be. It, what it can be what it can be yeah and yeah. really what it should be because there's no reason why it can't be this way but if all you have is two sides two boxes you're telling me you want to force all these people in this country into just one of two boxes yeah. yeah and then you expect and then in those two boxes like me being gay or bisexual whatever you want to classify me as I, f- I feel like neither side really wants me and you're telling me i have to go into one or the other I don't believe the Democrats, and I don't believe any of them, really. Like, Joe Biden came out with a picture with a, a black security guard saying, oh, look, she, she loves him. She wants him to be president. Like, what was it, February? I forgot when. They were saying Joe Biden is losing the black vote because he's alienating the black community. So you're telling me that, oh, coincidentally, now you have, oh, look at this, look at this picture with a black guard. Look, he is... Black people, vote for me. Yeah. It's so calculated. I don't know why people fall for it. Even fucking, like, Trump, too, on the other side. Trump is trying to act like he's a religious person. And I know so many. I know. Bro, oh I know so God. many religious people that are, like, such on his dick right now. And I'm like, I'm like, how are you religious at all? And you think this guy really is, plays a part into your, like, religion, you know? Or, like, oh, man, like what about him shows you that he's morally right there? You know what I mean? Is that your phone? Oh, yeah, it probably is my phone. Honestly, we're going to have to fucking wrap it up. So I have to leave to go get a tattoo pretty soon. So we'll just oh, wrap yeah, this okay. shit up right here. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, Thank you well, for being we gotta on, do it again, then. Yeah, we'll we, it again. honestly, if you're not back, whenever you come visit or if not, I can just call you and we'll just do it. Yeah, call. I thought about that, too. At some point, we'll do a Skype one. Not the best way, yeah. but it still it works. works. Like, yeah, it works. And now that I know it, now I've done it with you guys in, in person, I yeah. think we, we could keep the flow going in beyond, the f- like, in Skype. Exactly. Well, thank you, Saul Jr. for being goodbye, Junior. Called. goodbye, Junior. Yeah, thank you for being on, bro. I, I sincerely appreciate it, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do this thank again. Thank you, Lexus. If you have anything you want to shout out or anything you want to plug? Um be nice to each other guy like yeah, yeah. just be aware that we're all connected we're all connected so if you want to make bad connections you're going to be spraying that around yep. and it's going to come back right to you if you make nothing but good connections and you just treat people lovingly you can only ever, ever have that come back to you that's really it and if you look at the phones or instagram we're all fucking connected so just mm-hmm. be careful how you're connecting with people because it's going to come back to you one way or another and if not you your kids or your family yeah there's a lot of reasons why you should be a good person. There's a lot of reasons. Consider all the reasons. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Basically, yeah. And with yeah. that, we out. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks, man. <laughs>